indeed. I'll tell you, talking about uh, affording things, wages are less, eggs are skyrocketing, and that's no yoke. Here to discuss, Senator Steve Rose, done a great job so far, unveiled the plan and a presser yesterday to create a little more affordability uh, in the uh, state of New York. We welcome uh, Steve to the airwaves. Senator, as a senator for the first time, I might add, and I don't know if I've said congratulations, but that was a massive win uh, back on the 8th of November, Senator. Big win against John Brooks. You know, you a, a staple and everything else in the city. Did a great job, so congratulations, and here you go. Well, thank you very much, Jay. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, I'll tell you, I'm grateful to the, uh, to the residents of the 5th Senate District for putting their confidence in me, and I'll tell you, we've, we've been hitting the ground running. Uh, I'm excited for the opportunity and excited to try and fight back against some of the progressives up in Albany that are making it impossible to be able to live here on Long Island. You ain't kidding. We were just talking about it with Mr. Ferentino there in the financials. Uh, Inflation is a raging senator. The governor continues to push these radical policies. Keyword, I emphasized that yesterday. It shows that. It's about policy. Making New York less affordable. And that to live, work, grow your business, raise a family. I'm telling you, people are leaving uh, left and right here. And how do you keep people here? You had a plan along with other Senate Republicans uh, the other day. Let's emphasize exactly what needs to be done, sir. Well, look, I mean, I, you know, the first thing the, and one of the key components of the plan is the fact that we have to eliminate unfunded mandates. You know, you take a look at the governor's proposal, for example, and this has a, a direct uh, relation to to the amount of property taxes we pay, yeah, is that she wants to eliminate aid to localities for Medicaid payments. So, for example, uh, Medicaid is something that is uh, provided by the federal government. It's administered through the state, but the state has managed to pass the entirety of the cost off to local municipalities. So, for example... Uh, the county of Nassau, which I'm most familiar with, having been a county legislator. And this is the case in many of the counties. Every dollar that Nassau County collects in its portion of property taxes, the 16 cents out of every dollar that every resident in Nassau County pays, every single penny of that goes to pay for Medicaid costs. Every penny. So everything else that the county runs, from our police department to our parks to our Department of Social Services, all the different services that the county provides, and same with the county of Suffolk, none of that is funded by property tax revenue. It's all through sales tax because of an unfunded mandate that was passed along by the state government to local municipalities. And so when the governor talks about eliminating $624 million in aid to municipalities in the 20% that it actually uh, deigned to pay, in Medicaid costs prior to this year, that's going to throw county budgets out of whack. And the only way that uh, the counties are going to be able to respond to that is to increase property taxes. And so and this is just one of the unfunded mandates that uh, that has come down the pike. Um, you know, another key component to this is congestion pricing. I mean, you take a look at, at what the state plans to implement at the end of next year uh, with respect to placing a $23 fare, and the fares still haven't been finalized, but a $23 fare per trip in addition to the tolls that exist now on everyone that wants to get from Long Island into or out of Manhattan south of 59th Street, uh, south of 60th Street. 
you know, that is going to be an incredible tax on businesses. The state's plan is to generate a billion dollars off of that per year, which is going to go to fund an MTA system which is providing substandard service, has been woefully mismanaged, uh, and she simply attempts to dump additional money into that. You, know, you, you take a look at, um, you know, for example, her plan with respect to downstate businesses. The downstate business payroll tax, which is included in this budget, is a 47% increase in payroll tax that every single business in, in Bassett and Suffolk counties are going to wind up having to pay, all of which is going to fund the MTA subways. Take a look at her casino proposal, for example. You know, now there's a talk about there being a downstate casino. According to her budget changes, um, every dollar of revenue that's generated from the 37% tax that New York State has on casinos, every dollar of that revenue, instead of going to fund education, which was the purpose of it in the first instance, instead of going to fund education is going to be taken away from our local school districts and instead, who are going to have to bear the burden of this casino if it winds up down here, and is going to wind up uh, being placed uh, into the MTA system. Uh, again, so, you know, part of pushing back uh, and making it more affordable for businesses to be able to operate here, for residents to be able to afford to stay here, is really a pushback against the, the, the governor and a pushback against the progressive agenda, which is making it more and more difficult. We haven't even touched on housing yet, so uh, I'll, I'll let you... I'll let you ask the next question. I got to come up for a breath here. <laughs> <clears throat> you did a great job, Senator. And listen, <laughs> I mean, really, when you, you know, when you see, when you say the those three dirty letters to me, M T A. I mean, I could do three hours on that alone. I mean, my audience knows. I mean, those are dirty, dirty letters. I'm sorry. I'm sick and tired of this M T A. Back in the Cuomo days, the $12 billion bailout, you know, it, it, for some reason, you know, it's, it's like having a kid that's always in trouble and happens to be the favorite child of one and, and, and gets rewarded all the time, you know. It, it's, that is the MTA. The MTA, and especially with the chair, uh, John Oliva, coming out a couple of weeks ago saying, you know what? Uh, we got to charge Long Islanders a little bit more. A little bit more. It's important. Because you know what? We got east side access and everything else. Somebody's got to pay for all this stuff. When is the MTA ever held accountable for their mess? They are an absolute mess. Uh, I've said this for years. I don't care who's running the show. Whether it be Lima, Pat Foy, I don't care who it is. It is an absolute disgrace. And for some reason, we bow down before the MTA. Are they ever held accountable for the homeless situation down there? No. They're in charge of a sector of that. Nothing. It is, it's terrible. It really is. And it's always a bailout, a handout, and everything else. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the MTA. Uh, <laughs> Want to know what else I feel, Senator? It's terrible. It really is. But you know something? Me, this lay, governor. Lay down here on the couch, Jack. Tell me your problem. I'm telling you. Listen, it's, it's a disgusting situation. And the fact of the matter is that this governor is clueless of how to fix problems. I mean, look at the migrant situation and the dollars being dumped 
uh, into that mess. Nobody's really pointing a finger at what, what it needs to be, which is, of course, what's happening in the White House. That's a whole nother story. But this governor is clueless to the needs of the people of this state, and especially Long Island, Senator Rhodes. I'll tell you, we've got a local government's uh, budget hearing coming up uh, this morning at 930. And that's one of the questions that I've got to ask, which is, you know, according to her plan, she wants to take a billion dollars of your state tax dollars and she wants to give it to the city of New York to address the migrant crisis. Well, it's a migrant crisis, to be perfectly honest, that was created by the city of New York. I mean, the city of New York is the one that, that indicated that it wanted to be a sanctuary city. Uh, and so it's no surprise when migrants are flocking to the city of New York uh, with the suggestion that, um, you know, that they're going to welcome them with open arms. Well, when you put that out and people take advantage of it, you shouldn't be able to turn to the state and say, hey, I need a bailout. Why are the residents of Nassau and Suffolk County who did not make themselves sanctuary county? Why is it that the residents of Nassau and Suffolk County now have to bail out the city of New York for a problem it created? Why isn't? the Adams administration and the governor going back to Joe Biden, whose inept border policy is really the root cause of this issue, go back to the federal government and say, okay, now you got to pay for it. I mean, this is a direct result of their ineptitude. Uh, and, and, you know, so I've got to ask that in the budget hearings again. I mean, look, you know, whether, whether it's congestion pricing or, or unfunded mandates or unemployment insurance or downstate business taxes, you know, Long Island is treated as nothing but a cash cow uh, for for issues that are going on in the city of New York. And and unfortunately, Governor Hochul, uh, following her election, is uh, is listening to some of the more radical elements in the uh, in state Senate and state assembly and uh, is refusing to stand up against it. In fact, in her budget proposal, she's making it infinitely worse. No, absolutely. I'm just curious because, you know, we're seeing a shift uh, as far as how I'm looking at things on the national scale. You know, a lot of Democrats are, are not happy the way the Biden administration is conducting business, especially with the whole thing with China right now and the objects and everything else being shot down. Uh, and they want some transparency. What's the feel in Albany here? Uh, are Democrats, are some sounding off saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, we, we've, we've got to kind of figure out the balance here. There's something not right. I'm just curious... Senator Rhodes, what about some of the Dems up there in Albany? Are they shifting as far as they're thinking, or no? Uh, you know, the question—the question is uh, the difference between sort of private comments and public comments, right? You know, in, in certain conversations that I have with, with some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, you know, they certainly understand and acknowledge the fact that we have a real issue here, and that the real issue has to be addressed by the Biden administration. You know, and, and that's the case with a number of the other issues that we're facing across the state. You know, the question is, though, that the uh, that the folks that are in charge up here, um, you know, seem to be um, certainly further left than many of those members. And so, you know, while they may make their comments and they believe that personally, uh, you know, they're they're voting the other way on these policies out of out of concern for uh, you know for their own um, political hide, so to speak. Um, you know, so it, it, it's yes, there is some acknowledgement of of the issues. Uh, you know, up here, uh, but the, the conversation still hasn't driven in a, in a direction that's positive for for suburban counties and positive for for the residents of Long Island. In counties, and I think a lot of people are very perplexed 
regarding her affordable housing plan. I mean, that has rough a lot of feathers here. You know, you're talking about well, changing you, suburbia yeah, the way know we our, know it. Know our time, yeah, I know ahead, our time sorry. is short on this, but, um, you know, her, her plan is really twofold. Uh, one, she wants to increase um, high-density housing by 3% per year, uh, 3% every three-year period for the next nine years. Um, but even more dramatic than that is her proposal with respect to changing the zoning around every Long Island railroad station across Long Island. So particularly in Nassau County, where we actually are, are within most of it, 15 miles of the city of New York, she wants 50 housing units per acre around every Long Island railroad station in a half-mile radius. So that's a mile circumference across. In that mile, is 502 acres. If you do the math, 50 units per acre, 502 acres around every Long Island Railroad station, and there are 50 in Nassau County alone, that is 25,000 housing units around every railroad station and every one of those 50 railroad stations in Nassau County. That adds just if one person lived in each unit. That's 1.25 million housing units in Nassau County, doubling the county's population. How do our schools handle that? Police handle that. Traffic, right? How do our roads handle that? Sewage, water, or sole source, sole source aquifer. If you double the population in Nassau County, the problems that we'll have with saltwater intrusion. Um, you know, how do our schools handle the additional capacity, especially when the governor, uh, you know, while there seems to be more aid to education locally in, in this particular budget, uh, this proposal, if it goes through, will vastly overwhelm. Uh, those additional resources that are being provided towards education. So it, it is a, um, one of my colleagues referred to it as an existential threat to Long Island. And, uh, and that proposal is very much an existential threat to Long Island that will change the character of the island forever. We will have a higher density of population in Nassau County if this plan goes through than they do in Queens. And so we will literally be the sixth borough of New York City if, uh, if Governor Hochul's plan comes to fruition. Destroy the life as we know it uh, all along. She's going to destroy it without question. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know, her biggest thing is, Senator Rhodes, you know, she's figuring out, okay, so we got a lot of people leaving the state. You know why? They can't afford to live here. Well, why is that, Governor Kathy Hochul? And this is why we implore her to come on this show. We will have a sensible discussion, I promise you. But the right. fact why of the matter talk- is, it's not only, it's not the housing situation. She's ignored the crime factor. She's ignored the tax burden, which is the highest in the country, by the way. And let's not forget about the schools, the failing schools, the declining quality of life in general, as we know. These are all massive problems. These are the reasons that people are leaving New York. They can't take it anymore. They have had it. It comes down, as I cited yesterday, policies, 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 policies. They are the killer, and that is why people right now are in disarray. That's really what it's about, you know? You're absolutely so, right, Jay. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. it comes down to. Uh, and, uh, you know, she doesn't seem to really be aware or at least if she is, unfortunately, we have seen this before, bowing down before a very hard left base. And listen, 
you've got your hands full, Senator Rhodes. I know, and you're going to do a great job, you know, doing all you could do. But you know as well as I do that a Carl Hasty and Andrea Stewart Cousins, you know, it, it's like trying to change the cause of Mighty Rivers. Uh, that's what it's about right now. It's a tough battle, you know. But, but the but bottom I know line, you are Jay, in for the uh, in for the fight. The bottom the line, fight, Jay, so. is this is a this is a fight worth having. It's a fight that we have to have if if we're going to continue to exist as as suburban counties, uh, you know, here in in New York State. And um, you know, whether it's fighting to to you know cut the gasoline tax, uh, which expired uh, December thirty first. If you notice the a price in the jump of gas, uh, price in the uh, jump of the price of gasoline, uh, whether it's the tax on home heating oil, whether it's fighting for additional resources for our schools, whether it's uh, fighting to reduce unfunded mandates, uh, whether it's repealing congestion pricing, whether it's treating our businesses with fairness uh, in repealing the unemployment insurance tax um, that the governor has also recently imposed. Those those are the things that we need to fight for. In addition to our basic safety. Uh, those are the things that we need to fight for to make Long Island a, a place where you can live, work, and raise a family uh, in an environment that, that we all want. You know, to really kind of peel back the onion, ladies and gentlemen, the loss of a lot of rich people in the state of New York, that is not helping the cause, right, Senator Rhodes? Because when you have millionaires and billionaires saying, you know what, look at the taxes here. You know, I could do a lot better. I don't need to live here. I, I'm going to go to North Carolina. I'm going to go to Florida. Ron DeSantis. Now, that's a guy that knows how to, how to keep people free and living, living fine, fine on the, on the vine. I'll tell you that much. That's what people are thinking here. Because when you okay. lose those rich folks, they are contributors to the economy, restaurants, real estate. You name it, but when you are taxing beyond proportions, people like that, you know, say, I don't need to stay here. I've already raised my kids. I'm getting out of here. Forget it. That's the thinking here. You see, and that's the thinking that Albany needs to put in place as to fixing it. And we haven't seen that yet, sir. Final word, my friend. You're right, Jay, and, and that's the uh, that's the arrogance of, of Kathy Hochul, uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it's shameful. And that's, that's the message that we're trying to get out uh, is the fact that you need to focus, you know, the tax, the rich does nothing but drive people who have the resources to be able to grow businesses and create jobs that contribute to our economy uh, out of New York state. You're making it impossible for the average resident to be able to stay here. And the wealthy have the ability to pick up and leave. Some of our residents don't. Uh, and the bottom line is we need to make it more affordable for each and every person to be able to afford to stay here. That's what we're fighting to do up in Albany. And uh, we can certainly enlist your help in doing that. So make sure that you reach out to your local representatives. Uh, make sure when we put out petitions on housing and on unfunded mandates uh, that you visit our, our website. Uh, I'm at Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-S dot N-Y-Senate.gov. Um, you know, and if you have any questions or concerns, please do, don't hesitate to reach out, not just to me, but to the governor's office. The bottom line is it's going to take all of us voicing our concerns, raising our voices uh, to make positive change up here in Albany. Uh, we're doing our part as a, uh, as a Long Island Republican delegation to fight against the, the tide, uh, but we could certainly use your help.
So hey, thanks listen, for the if you're a resident of the 5th Senatorial, guess what? You're in good hands as far as Steve Rhodes is, uh, is in play here. Uh, great leader. You saw him in the ledge and everything else. He will do the same as far as uh, your leader in the 5th uh, Senatorial District, keeping up that fight. Well needed. Uh, Steve, always a pleasure. Uh, we will follow your path. Best of luck. Anytime you need a word out, you come on. 